Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. Every Tuesday, live from 8 p.m. UK time, Luke, Gary, and a couple of microphones. This is Custard TV Live. Well, hello there, gentle listener. Yes, as I fade the music down, uh, I'm in charge of the show. Yeah, welcome to the Custard TV Live. Uh, Maglamananiac, uh, uh, the Gary show here, uh, who can't speak but is still in charge of the show. Uh, welcome to a slightly later but extended <laughs> made up version. A new word. I've made up a new word. Megalomaniacic. Uh, welcome to your Tuesday night fill of the best and the worst on what is on the box. Uh, as always. Here with me, as he is every week, the main man, the guru, it's Luke. Hello, people of the internet. Hello, I am Luke, editor and uh, person extraordinaire uh, from thecustardtv.com. An hour later than planned, but hey, isn't that better than none of us at all? We're going to talk about a possible break in our relationship a bit later (laughs) on. But it's nice for me because I... Well, yeah, I was going to make it like a big thing. It's oh. nice for me, actually, because normally I have to watch the levels, I have to make sure all the music's in the right place. I'm doing that Here, now. I can just, I can actually type to people on Twitter. So if you want to get in touch with me on Twitter, uh, please do. I'd love to hear oh, from you. Because oh, hold on, I'm, hold on. I'm hands-free tonight. I, oh, I no, can play something. Work, will it? I can play something that will tell people how they follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at, at LukeCustardTV and at the Gary Show. So none of this us having to remember. See, if we could put, like, names in here, I'd be much better. Yeah. <laughs> we should just have that guy record Maxine Peak. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. Rupert Penry Evans. I made, did that one on purpose, <laughs> don't worry. Uh, you can get in contact with us on Twitter, as that voice just said to you. Uh, before we go any further, I think I think we, we owe a debt of gratitude this evening. This show could not have been brought to you without one man and no it's it's not me let's and just no, it's... call him the voice let's just, let's just call, call him it... the... I... yeah let, let's not give him the we'll name mention that voice. he wants yeah. but um a certain spanish flea uh would not go amiss uh if yeah if, and uh, I, we know that's not relevant to anybody else listening but, but the voice care. will know we, the voice we don't care know. you know you know it's who you way. are we know you're listening and we know at this moment you're probably talking to your laptop so there you go. So, so what we do is we talk about the best and the worst on TV at the moment. We let you know what's coming, what we thought of, what's already been on, and uh, just moan and celebrate British television in all its TV-based glory, uh, beginning with something that you were really looking forward to uh, that debuted on Thursday, brand new spy drama Hunted for BBC yeah. One. 
I was looking forward to it. I think a lot of people were. Unfortunately, the sort of feedback I've seen on Twitter is that it was not well received. Though I have to say, I liked it. Um, Term not well received is, is like <laughs> it's an saying, understatement, really, isn't it? It's like saying, saying Mary Poppins had a few things in her bag. And oh, I think the pro- well, I think um, the problem was some of the people's problems was the main actress. Uh, Melissa George, her from Home and Away. Oh, no, and I didn't have to write that down. Um, the problem was is that she's playing the role. Some would say understated, if you're being fair. Some would say badly, if you're being not fair. Uh, and her accent's not very good. Obviously, she's. And the problem is, in the show, she actually goes on assignment to be like a teacher or a nanny. There's far much more warmth and and feeling in her acting bit there. That there is in her actual acting of the part. Well, Does that she's make any sense? Within acting, isn't she? Yeah, she's a- and the second, the second part of the act, the acting within the acting, you know, Inception, all that, uh, it is much better and much, much more sort of like easy, easier on the, um, you know, the, the, the visual eye in that sense. You know, she was warm and she was engaging, whereas in the real kind of character, she's quite cold. She's quite, you know, distant. I mean, to set it up, she gets shot whilst on um, a mission in Tangiers. Uh, it's almost a little bit Kill Billish, that bit, isn't it? Uh, have you seen the film's Kill Bill? Are you aware it, it of the genre? Have, uh, it, I think a yellow jumpsuit couldn't have made this worse. Yeah. Put it like that. She was it could shot... only have improved it slightly. They sent someone to kill her, which is a bit like Kill Bill, and then she goes into the mountains, a bit like Kill Bill, and kind of rediscovers herself, a bit like Kill Bill. If you're getting Kill Bill. A bit, a bit like Kill Bill. Um... So, and I think that's probably what I put a lot of people off, because for that kind of 20 minutes where she was, well, it wasn't 20 minutes, was it? it was probably only more like 10, that bit where she was rehabilitating in Scotland, there was hardly any dialogue, because it was just her, which I quite liked, because I don't like this idea, that, and I said this about Wallander when I saw it, there's lovely moments of silence in Wallander, where yeah, it's just yeah, him. Just sleep, almost. Well, yeah, or, or slit your wrists if you're him. Uh, but I, uh, and that's the point. I think silence is good in television when there are people on their own because not everybody talks, unlike us, 24-7. Uh, so I think that that's was good. TV. Yeah, about TV. I think Imagine that was if good. A, if a TV programme was just somebody talking 24-7 about TV, that would mess with your mind. Didn't there used to be some stuff on cable in the UK uh, where people sat and watched Flipside TV? People sat and watched other television and talked about it. But you didn't see what they were watching. It's like the director's commentary, but wrong. Yeah, it was. I'm sure my mate Ian Lee uh, was doing it at one point, and then Richard Bacon did it as well. And there was like a my TV channel, and they, and they and they were watching other television channels and telling you what was good, which I always thought was a bit counterproductive. Because of course, if you thought, "Oh, I'm missing The Sopranos," you turn over and watch that, not Flipside TV. Going back to what you said about the in Scotland, we are talking about Hunted. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that there's got to be a way of showing her rehabilitation and and how she gets back into the spy world, for lack of a better term. I didn't want the the six months later thing to come up. I wanted to see what she went through. But the problem with Hunted, and a lot of people said this, Mm. Terrible, terrible dialogue. Yeah, 
that a main sort of leader of this organisation was very cliched in his speeches and his way of talking. It was not realistic at all. Uh, and we've already discussed Melissa George's. The rest of the cast were pretty good, I thought. I, I think there was some good yeah. dynamics between the rest, and there were a couple of interesting characters that I hope you'll get to see a bit more of. Now, don't let's fall out over this. Right. You remember, you remember that cake I bought you. You remember how much you enjoyed it. No. So don't fall, let's not fall out about this. There's that package at the post office I've got to pick up yet. Was that it? No, that was when I wasn't uh, so pleased with you. Leave that uh, there. Leave that there, um, right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, I said that, leave it, don't even go near it. Hold, hold on, I'll sound the alarm. This is what happens when you're in charge, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you listen back to the podcast, Luke, you're going to love it. That alarm's brilliant. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry, stuff it. Um, don't yeah. fall out about it, because I'm going to make a point here, I'm about to make it, Get, look forward to it. Right, I'm, I'm My point I'm is, we did a podcast what feels like years ago, but it was at the start of the middle of 2011. It was years well, it was ago. The we start or the middle? Pick one of them. Come on. The end. <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah, right. but when we were talking about how American writers struggle with realistic dialogue and realistic yeah. characters, here we've got an English set of actresses, actors and actresses, aside from Melissa you George, are right. uh, re, um, She's pretty reenacting British. a script by an American writer who was best known for the X Files. Frank Sponnet. Do we notice it more? There's the bad dialogue because we're used to our English actors saying a bit stuff with a bit more substance and a bit more reality. Was that the problem with it? Probably. I mean, as I say, I quite liked it. I like a slow start to something. Particularly, I mean, there's what sort of six or eight episodes in this. You know, I need time for it to build. I know there's going to be kind of like missions, or you know, there's a subplot about how she's infiltrating a a powerful East End family to get information about where he's buying a a, a, da- a, a hydroelectric dam. There's going to be these little inside stories, but the final kind of like who shot her, who who sent out the hit on her, that's got to last the whole of this series, even beyond if they want to be very, very successful. Um, you know, the that's problem the big... with it was that people had already decided it was going to be a new Spooks, which of course it isn't. Yeah. It's a poor of Spooks, and to enjoy it you have to just ignore Spooks ever existed and just look at it for what it is but the problem is people are still very fond of Spooks and the well I think I think there's a number of people out there and some of which who are listening to this podcast who probably would say why waste the money on this why not bring back a 10th or 11th series of Spooks and uh, mm-hmm. and, and you know, I I think the problem was the spooks that I watched, which was the first four series, had no real bearing on what happened later. You know, with Hermione Norris and the bloke out of Strike Back and all these people that turned up. For me, it was the main you know the main four actors that started out. Um, don't ask me their names; I can't remember them. Uh, <laughs> but was one of them? That's true. Uh, no, not Rupert Penry Jones. It was the other one, wasn't it? Oh, um. Uh, Matthew McFadden. Matthew McFadden, yeah. You see, I liked him. When Rupert Penry Jones came in, I accepted that because they did a decent handover. But with all the other later ones, you know, they didn't really do much. And I, I was a big classic Spooks fan rather than the newest types. I know. I'm... Well, here's what we know about Hunted for sure. It will be coming back for a second series. This series yeah. is eight. It's made in conjunction with Cinemax, which is a paid. Uh, movie channel in the states and they are pleased with it what we also know is that it went down like a lead balloon on thursday night i couldn't find a good yeah. comment on Twitter about it anywhere could, could it Makes also be wonder. said that that nine o'clock on thursday there was a lot of competition against it i seem to remember a lot of other shows i mean i know hotel gb was on at that time 
Um, and there was something on ITV as well. There was quite a lot it was Home up against. Was on. Yeah, Homefront was on. Um, I, I seem to remember, and I, I, you know, I just maybe it, maybe the time slot hasn't been right, and maybe they need to think about that. I don't know. Well, they can't now. I mean, they've they've scheduled eight weeks, haven't they? So. Can we make a prediction? Do you think if it continues to slide and that the slagging off comments continue on BBC One, do you think they will move it up or do you think they'll stick by it it's, and leave it's it where it is? It's very rare that the BBC move programmes. I can only think of a few examples where comedies have tanked and instead of putting them on BBC Two at 9 o'clock, they put them on at 11.35. Um, I, I therefore am of the opinion that you will get eight weeks of Hunted. I think it will get better. I think people will come back to it and probably regret what they said in the first week. That's my hope. The worry, the worry is that people are so put off by episode one that they won't come back. That's the concern, I suppose, yeah. for the BBC. Let's talk about something that came well, back to a Yeah, let, let's fanfare. talk about something a bit more familiar and a bit more homely. Should we talk a bit about Red Dwarf, shall we? I was going to go home front, Homeland. Oh, but if you Homeland, talk okay. Red Dwarf, no, let's, let's talk a bit of Red Dwarf, because actually... Well, actually, to be fair, that was on at the same time as Hunted and received very good viewing figures for Dave. I think record viewing figures. Lo- somewhere over I a million. Very good viewing records for Dave. It just sounds like a bloke just talking about it. All right, Dave. Um, I still think it's the world's stupidest name for a television channel, but there you go. Uh, Red Dwarf, returning yeah, for its Without tenth... Dave, we wouldn't have Dave Javu, which I'm very pleased oh, with. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we've been through that. Uh, so, Red Dwarf returned for its tenth <laughs> series, uh, the first of which... Well, this is the first full series of which has been made by the comedy channel Dave, which you can find on your Freeview and Virgin and Skyboxes. Um, it's the main cast all back again, so Danny John Jules, Craig Childs, um, Rimmer... Uh, that's not the name of the character person. That's just the name of the character because I've forgotten Chris Barry's name. Oh, I haven't. Well done. Um, wow, that's, how do it. that's how you fix it. Robert Lemonin. I tell you what. I don't know what I, put, I don't know what I put in this tea, but I'm I'm making this again next week. Um, so it returned, and most of the input on Twitter and my feeling was hmm, this wasn't that bad. When Red Dwarf returned last few years. It was panned. You know, it wasn't the same writers. It wasn't the same level of comedy. And this kind of had a bit of a return to it. It certainly returned to the original scripts and ideas. You know, it brought in Rimmer's brother, who was always a a character that got mentioned in other series, the earlier series. So they did a good job of bringing in new viewers, but also pandering to the Red Dwarf fans, of which there are many. You haven't seen it, have you? Was this something that needed to come back? Probably not, but it's nice that it does, and it's not—it's a nice thing for a cable channel to do. I think. I think it shows you that there is some mileage in these channels actually producing some of their own material, other than just buying in old British shows or American shows. That actually channels like Watch or Alibi or FX could actually invest some money, like Sky One have done, in their own homegrown, um, you know, talent. Mm. I, do, I, mean, I, I think. I think. I think if I was a Red Dwarf fan, I think I'd be over the moon that it's back. But I just don't know whether whether it feels very 80s still. I think if you look at it, a few years ago, when Sky One were just producing one drama or one comedy of their own, now you look, I mean, Touch of Cloth was brilliant. Moon Boy is one of my favourite shows on television. Uh, they're producing the whole a couple year. of... That's a yeah. whole year, Moon Boy. And I know, and I'm sorry, I have to, I have to use this quote because it's genius putting the snares into prayers. And you have to say it in an Irish accent, it's not racist. I um, love 
need to do a whole podcast on that kid's voice. I know. And he just the whole... The characters... The characters are so rich and brilliant. And we haven't even talked about the... Um, uh, the, the guest spot that um, Alan Partridge did. It's not Alan Partridge, Steve was it? Coogan. Steve Coogan. But that was brilliant. And I couldn't understand a word he was saying, but I think that was the point. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, we've gone off to- we've gone off topic. I think yeah, I think it's, it's a good thing. How they have a lot of money. Yeah, Sky One have got a lot of money, and they're now spending it equally on American imports and on uh, on British shows. So if through Red Dwarf, Dave can make a bit of money and commission some new stuff for themselves. I know they've done some some new series, something with Daro Brian about numbers, everything they did, or you know, adding up. Um, and and I just think, yeah, they adding can kind up. of get involved adding up. It was about I got a press release. It was about adding up, I think. Um, another show returned this weekend. Two more shows returned this weekend, both on Sunday. Uh, as Luke alluded to earlier, uh, first was Homeland, second series. Um, well received, I think, on Twitter and in ratings. Um, upwards, I think, of about 2 million on Channel 4, which is respectable for a Sunday night, especially when you consider it was up against... Well, it was was it up against Downton Abbey, wasn't it? And Inspector it was George up against Gently. Downton Abbey. And I think that was, a, that was a very smart decision on the part of Channel 4, because mm. I'm, I don't know this as fact, but I'm willing to bet that a Downton Abbey fan is not a Homeland fan and vice yeah, versa. You're not splitting so the audience there. No, it's a brilliant decision. If only BBC One could have put something on equally to fight the two, I would have been really interested to see who would have come out on top. But Downton Abbey, unbeatable at the moment for some reason. I'll never understand its major popularity. Homeland, though, people people just weren't looking forward to this. People were giddy about it. Yeah, I think I was as well. I think think if you watch Series 1, it was brilliant, and it came out of nowhere, really. I mean... I, 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 me and me and uh, my uncle watched the upfronts, which was last year now, and we saw the upfront, which is like a taster that they show the networks of Homeland, and we went, "Wow, this could be brilliant!" You know, this this could be everything that you're looking for in a television show if you love kind of you know terrorists and conspiracies. Um, and we were oh, proved I love right. terrorists. You as love as you, you know. love to invite them <laughs> for dinner. Just don't get them anywhere near planes. Um, and I think the fact that it won the Emmys recently, you know, Damien Lewis and Claire Danes. Look at me with the names tonight. I know. What's going on? You know the names of the people you like. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and and I think the fact that they and the show won Emmys recently, I think just sort of brought everybody to the boil, really, isn't it? Not Susan. Um, or and, Danny. Or Danny, indeed. Uh, and and yeah, it was brilliant. And I think I think series two is going to be a, as big a hit as series one. And I do think Sunday night is the perfect thing. I used to remember. I remember years ago watching 24 Series 1 and 2 on, on BBC2 at about 9, 10 o'clock on a Sunday night, and it was perfect, like, right, that's it, I've watched that, I now go to bed happy, and I want to watch the next one I next just week. remember having a bath on Sunday night. I don't think Fair I enough. Did you have a, did you have yeah, a, a submarine like, yeah. or a, a boat in there with you? No, just a normal house. Oh, fair enough, yeah. Um, and uh, after that, on Channel 4, was the uh, strangely named for a Sunday night, Friday Night Dinner. You've seen that. Well, the name you? came before the, the scheduling. Yeah. And I can understand it. You know, it was a massive success for Channel 4, their first scripted comedy for a while, aside from the IT crowd that's done really well for them, won loads of awards. It's quite safe. You can't be offended by anything really on Friday Night Dinner. And why not put two of Channel 4's biggest successes of 2011 on on the same night? I don't see yeah. the harm in it. Um, and again, 
the Homeland audience is probably also a Friday night dinner audience. So why? Well, that that's yeah. undoubtedly the case. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of you know you are sort of hoping that the people that watch Homeland are also those that that will you know engage in in Friday night dinner. Uh, written and but not starring Robert Popper. Uh, he's not yes, in it. Is he appeared star- in it at all? No, he hasn't. It's no, a, that's it's very, a very surprising. Cast: Mike, Mark Heap, Tamsin Gregg, Paul Ritter. Um, Simon Bird and Tom Rosenthal, they are the only people um, to appear in it as the full-time cast. And if you are familiar with Series 1, then you'll know what to expect from Series 2. It's sort of if it ain't broken, don't don't change it sort of attitude. And it works really well for what it is. I really enjoy it. And if you want more information on Series 2, my interview with the lovely Tom Rosenthal can be found on the website, thecustomtv.com. And before we move on... We are in Paris. How big do you think we are in Paris? Um, I'm trying to think of the French for large, but I can't really think. A large. Huge. Okay, and how do you think we are in uh, Portugal? Uh, well, bigger than Ronaldo, probably. I'm just saying, if you want to, people, now uh, seems a better time than any to bring yeah. up the fact we've been nominated for a uh, European podcast. Some award. handsome, devonair, suave devil has had the foresight and vision that only he could have to nominate this this, this uh, lowly podcast uh, to the European Podcast Awards. So, uh, Luke, yeah. how can they vote for us in that fine, fine comp- competition? You can vote for us wearing clothes. You can vote for us naked. You can no, vote I meant, for us... Te- technically, bar. actually, where do they go? Not, not, not what can they wear? <laughs> Sorry, just to make that clear. <laughs> Sorry if I didn't... If you, I, I just thought that was implied. Um... Basically, you go to the website, it's the first thing you'll see. I mean, I've, I've tried to make it quite understated. It's quite <laughs> understated, a small yeah. Box. yeah. All I'm saying website. is, and you can actually listen to the shows that we've nominated. Well, they, they've nominated, they've, they've listened and chosen the best. So, uh, all yeah. we're saying is, uh, and I'll just put this out there, Lauren Jones, we expect at least 500 votes from you. Yeah, any computer you can get to. You get know to the all Apple those store. computers you sort yep. of paid for? They're all getting a <laughs> Yeah, I could just say, excuse me, I need to vote for the European Podcast Award. Can I just come into this computer exam? Just go, go to your local library. Yeah, uh, yeah your local library, log on to every computer and, and, and vote for us. That's the custardtv.com uh, and click at the banner at the top that says vote for us. Uh, if we don't win, uh, Luke probably will cry. And you don't Won't want that on your conscience. Christmas. Because well. I, you know what happened as well, Gary. I didn't even win an international podcast award last Christmas either. Really? So fair, fair the, enough. I wasn't nominated or doing one. But well, still. That, to be to be fair, those two things. But you, I'm just going to remind the lovely listeners how they can get in contact with us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at at Luke Custard no, no, TV at the Gary Show. I don't know if that <laughs> played. I don't know if that played. Let's Follow us go. on Twitter at I, I, I don't know whether that's working or not. I've had one Twitter uh, reply that says that they are going to... Follow us on Twitter at, at LukeCustardTV at The Gary uh, Show. Jones. Yeah, no, it wasn't actually. I wasn't don't know actually if she's... Lauren Jones? Not shocker. I don't know what's, what's she doing. Okay, uh, a okay. bit of TV news for you. One of my favourite TV people, Jimmy McGovern, has... Oh, hold on, uh, hold, on. Been... hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to play the Jimmy Govern- McGovern alarm. Oh. Okay, the Jimmy McGovern you know, alarm has next sounded. Week, next week, I am banning all the sound of the boat. <laughs> you don't know about the 30 I've been playing while you've been talking. No, I haven't. Carry on, sorry. <laughs> What's that monkey noise? 
Well, okay. that's just in so your head. Jimmy McGovern so. of uh, Accused the Street. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Lakes has been given a 90-minute uh, spot on, on BBC One. But aside from the fact that I love Jimmy McGovern and want mm. to kiss his feet... I also think it's quite rare for BBC One to commission something for 90 minutes nowadays. Well, yeah, and I think probably this off this is off the back of the recent series, isn't it? I think that was so well received and hard hitting that I think this is you know this is what's got him that you know. And it, is this him with other people or is this him on his own? Do we know? This is him on his own, where he's Brilliant. at his best, I think. Uh, it says McGovern's landmark single drama examines the potential for injustice with the joint enterprise or common purpose rule. A young man gives friends an impromptu lift to a pizza parlour and finds himself charged with murder. Now, I already want to see it. You probably can next week, can't you? No? Oh, right. uh, on preview, I can. Yeah, but it's not out. But uh, that's great. A um, couple of other things, TV news related. Spy, uh, which was another Sky One uh, comedy success, which starred Robert Lindsay. Um, uh, is coming back. A second series has been commissioned and shot and is ready and going to be shown on your telebooxes starting on Friday the 19th of October. We're a bit too early to preview it, but um, but look out for that if you were a fan of it. Uh, and also uh, some news also, about Shameless as well. Sad news yeah, about Shameless. Well, well, to be sad fair, news or sad overdue news? news. No, it's, not, it's, not, it's not unexpected news. Uh, Shameless is coming to the end after its new series in 2013 it began in january 2000 uh, 2014 i was going to say 2004 and made stars of Anne marie duff and james mcavoy who later went on to get married it's born a relationship the show to, um, to the other to woman honest, did he get married to, to lisa and mcavoy no he got married to Anne marie duff the thing about Shameless was, I loved the first three series. It was so different, so unique, so funny, so brilliant. And then the original creator, Paul Abbott, went off and did other things. And as is so often the case, it kept going for a lot longer than it should have done. Personally, I wasn't surprised to see this coming. The only good news to come out of it for Shameless fans is that Paul Abbott, who, who scripted and whose life it is loosely based on, is coming back for the final series, so I can hope that it's going to end with on a high. Well, do you know who else starred in the first couple of series of Shameless, who we talk about a lot on this podcast? David, uh, no, I don't know who Sean was. Sean Evans. Maxine Peake. Was she? Yeah. No. Yeah, she's in the first three series of Shameless. It's probably where most people would know her from. And just goes to show you what careers it sort of helped to launch. But it yeah, was Korean in 2013. It's fantastic. 
Uh, it's fantastic that Channel 4 have managed to keep it going this long, but it is a ghost of the, of the show that it was, and I'm sort of... Yeah. Ten, ten years is, is, is pretty good. Like, I mean, you know, Channel 4 recently, as we know, have, have cancelled Big Fat Gypsy Wedding... Um, and you know they lost Big Brother. They're they're kind of culling some of their bigger name shows, which hopefully means we're going to get a whole raft of new ones, doesn't it? I mean that's the good thing. You think the money they were spending on Shameless should go into a new production? And Fair to enough? be honest, I'm saying axed. I don't know whether it's been axed or whether Paul Abbott just said, "Look, we're going to give it." I'm not. I'm not writing anymore. So, yeah. I suppose we ought to also talk about the big debacle, the big drama debacle over the weekend uh, on a reality show. Can I yes. also say debacle? Because I never get to say it. Go, go ahead. Go. Debacle. Thank you very much. Uh, fans of debacle, mark your cards now. Uh, yeah, the X Factor. Uh, it was a mess. It was a debacle. Uh, for those of you that haven't seen it... We'll Hang on! It. You didn't say you were going to say it again! Oh, what? We're <laughs> uneven now! Go on. Debacle. Yeah, all right. So, uh, for those of you that missed it, right at the end, as per normal, we got down to the final two acts, who was Rylan, the man who just decides to cry at every given moment and is fairly well-hated. And, 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 and unfairly... Unfair, uh, no, don't you start. Unfairly received death threats on Twitter. I think that was a bit pushing it rather too far. Uh, yeah. And uh, and Carolyn Poole... threats anyway. You don't have to just yeah. do it on Twitter. Well, that's right. And Carolyn Poole, who was one of Gary Barlow's acts, uh, fairly inconspicuous. She wasn't very memorable from the performances. She did a Shania Twain version of Nicki Minaj, which... Is Those never words really mean that. nothing to me. I've no idea who Nicki Minaj is. Should I? I couldn't understand why you... Because you've only figured out how to work an alarm. I don't think you should worry about Nicki... That'll be next week's homework. Ah, right. Next week will be a Nicki Minaj thing. I couldn't work out where Yo-Yo was playing as well, you know. So, that's that's my joke there. What is it? Yeah. You're too ahead. Uh, So, what happened was it came down to uh, the judges. So, they performed. Uh, It's fair to say that Ryland's performance was a little off. It's fair to say that Carolyn's was pretty spot on. Uh, we go down the line of the judges. Gary Barlow saves his act. Uh, Nicole Scherzinger saves her act. Talisa says, well, Rylan, you're entertaining, but you're not as vocally good as Carolyn. Sends home, uh, sends Rylan home. And Louis, and what was the best thing was, was Dermot's punishing. Now, Louis, now, say it now, was just berating him, which was great. And what Louis I love about Louis Walsh, he is the only one on that panel that has been there since day one. Yeah. He's been since day one, know the rules. his seat has Louis through uh, Louis through Louis Walsh bum prints in it. He should know how the show works. How you how it works is Dermot, the lovely, brilliant Dermot, who did oh. dance at the beginning of Saturdays. Yep. Thank you, Dermot. Gang, but not started. Sunday, thank goodness. We don't want to overdo the dancing. No, but yeah, he, what you have to do is, as a judge, you have to say who you want to save. Am I correct? Because I'm so confused. Correct. By it. You, well, no, you know, you say who you're sending home. So the act you're sending home yeah, is. And right. first of all, he said. I sympathise with Louis because I find I don't actually know yeah. how it works. <laughs> but the thing was, is it was very easy. You say the name of the act that's going home. Dermot must have said it five times, and Louis clearly looked very distressed, didn't know what he was doing, and he suddenly then blurted out, "I want to save Carolyn." Now, Dermot, at this point, because there was a lot of cheering, a lot of jeering, was very good in going back to Louis and saying, Look, I want to be clear, are you saving Carolyn or are you sending her home? 
And at that point, Louis changed his mind and said, I'm sending it to Deadlock. In other words, sending home Carolyn, saving Rylan, making it to all and sending it to Deadlock. In Deadlock, inevitably, Rylan had received more votes and Carolyn went home. Now, there's been a lot of controversy over the fact that just People during... Pick... Go on. Well, I was going to say, say during, during Carolyn's... Yeah, during Carolyn's performance, you could clearly see on television, and obviously they've stilled it to death, a producer whispering in Louis's ear, and a lot of people Which have suggested. Don't see. I don't know if it's a bad, just a bad choice by a cameraman who wasn't quick enough. Apparently, yeah. defences that it happens a lot. We don't normally see it, but because we saw it, and because we let it was left to Louis, people are speculating that they said, "Amp up the drama. If you go yep. to dead, it'll surprise everybody." They won't be expecting Carolyn to be going home, and what do you know, it turned into a debacle. Now, Gary Barlow did his best performance of a, of a stroppy teenager and walked off set. Uh, I don't know whether and that... Also, was that just a way of increasing the viewing figures for ITV2, though? I don't know, but I also whether wonder back. whether... I reckon he's still walking now. I reckon he hasn't stopped walking. <laughs> I, I reckon he just went on a must... I bet he's somewhere in Scotland now. He'll just turn up next week, walk into the side, and you know, walk in through the entrance like they normally do. Yeah. I, I think next, I think I agree with you. I'm a bit cynical in my old age about the X Factor. I think they know the ratings haven't been good, so they wanted a bit of drama. So you're right. Carolyn was average. She wasn't great. She wasn't bad. She probably could have got better as the weeks go on. Whereas I think Ryland's potential has been reached, and he's not going to get any better. So, but they knew that they need a bad act. I mean, every year recently, you know, you had um, Jedwood. You had uh, uh, Cher Lloyd. Um, you had what was his name? What was the Cher bloke Lloyd with the long hair? Well, I mean, it, it was annoying after a while. Who was the who was Wagner. the bloke? Wagner. Wagner. Oh, Wagner or whatever his name was. Uh, and, you know, so they've <laughs> got to have an act. Yeah, they've got to have an act that people dislike uh, and get saved for weeks because you don't know how. Because then you know. But I, I, I'll be honest with you. There was a crop of very good singers. I really liked Ella. Um, I, I thought her vote for Kurt 16, Becker. it was incredible. Let's just talk briefly about the, uh, one of the decisions that they made. They made two noticeable changes to the show, from what I yep. can tell. It's now in its ninth series. First uh, cho- change that they made was you can vote all the way through. Instead of waiting till the lines yep. open at the end, they're open all the way through. How does this affect the voting? I can't quite make up my mind yet. I know it irritated a lot of people, and I don't know whether it matters now whether you go first, second, third, last. I don't but know. But to be fair, I, well, they changed that. But to be fair, this was one of the comments we had about the voice. There wasn't enough time to vote in the voice. I wonder whether the X Factor has said, "Ah, right, we're going to be anti that. We're going to give our contestants everybody more time to vote." That could. That's my theory, anyway. The other change they made, which is a small one, but I just noticed it, was when the Ryland and Carolyn were singing their final performances. To oh, save yeah. Um, they, they, their competitor was on the side of the stage watching them with Dermot, which was a, which was a change. And in Ryland's case, was chatting away like nobody's business. Yeah, and Carolyn was very supportive. Yeah, she stood there and listened and, you know, probably cried a bit. But no, Ryland was quite happy. Uh, uh, again, the conspiracy theorists are suggesting that Dermot told Ryland you're going to be safe. Uh, but there's no substantiation to that, and I don't believe that Dermot O'Leary has that in his ability. Uh, needless to say, I think there'll be a few more people watching The X Factor next weekend, only to be let down well, again. We need um, to remember as well, is this a TV show? You need tension. You need yeah. stuff going. And it, it t- can only help. 
the only thing I thought that was a little bit weird, did you did you see the Saturday night show that One Direction came on for a visit uh-huh. and then left? What the heck was that about? They were just perform. in the studio. Yeah, hi everyone, we're One Direction. I don't know if yeah. you know us. I think it's because on the Sunday they were due to appear at some Radio 1 awards show. So like I, think, I think was... it was just that they wanted them on to say, we're an ITV act, you know. Our yeah, lord just... is here. I like the idea that they got off a plane from America and their manager yeah. didn't tell them they were going and just ended up at the X Factor Studios. And... Here you are, go through there and just say hello to everyone. Yeah, you'll see Dermot, he's not in front of an audience or anything. Just... Yeah, oh, he wants to see you. Oh, then... God, it's about 9.15 on a Sunday, no, Saturday. Don't, don't worry about that. Just walk through those doors, do as I tell you. They so, looked right, well... they as disappointed to be there as I was to have them there. Well, that's right, honest. yes. No direction. Because they call one direction. I know, classic Gary yeah. comedy. Classic only comedy. Only I can do. Let's... Which Gary can only hear on every other podcast. <laughs> now, coming into the last couple of minutes on the show, we ought to talk about some previews. You want to know what's coming up. You want to know what we're recommending that you watch over the next seven days. Uh, well, I know, but we're going to tell the, the listeners. I thought we agreed you on that. You said you, like you were talking to me. Well, I was talking to the listeners at that point. Uh, can you please specify? This is going to oh. confuse a lot of people, especially our European contingent who are voting. You Thank need to John. be more... Bonjour. Bless you. Bonjourno. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying hello to the listeners in Europe. Oh, I thought you had a bit of a sneeze. Uh, 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 UCR Thanks is back on well, Wednesday. Hold on a minute, that's halfway down the list. <laughs> we're doing this chronologically. No, you're, doing... you're in charge now. What can I'm I doing do? this. I'm doing this chronologically. Listeners, if you're listening to this uh, live, uh, then we're talking about the shows that are on tonight that you can go and watch at the end of this very podcast. First go of all, on, the man. return uh, series two, uh, uh, Channel Four comedy, Fresh Meat, starring Jack Whitehall, and the other one out of the in-betweeners. Uh, this is a student no, accommodation comedy, uh, which was. Re- reasonably well received last year to say I mean it got a second series so it has its audience I, I'm not a fan but I didn't like Jack you're Whitehall on Nevermind the Boscocks no not they're not aiming it at me no, they're not aiming it at me so that's fair they're enough so you saying, can enjoy that I bet Gary would like a student house comedy and you think well, no should. actually it's not for me more, more television shows should be written for me um, <laughs> yeah, also how can we let that happen I know. How can we do that? If you're listening, BBC, uh, get in contact. Uh, also starting tonight is an American show that was cancelled, but did garner a little bit of interest. It's a, a programme on the sci-fi channel called The River. I've heard it rec- uh, described as a supernatural Amazon uh, uh, drama. Make of that as you will. Went the sci-fi uh, channel not have hits. I well, mean, that's right. Well, no, to be fair, they did show the first series of Heroes, I'll have you know. Don't defend the sci-fi channel. Haven's quite good. And Mega Shark versus Dino Sopleter, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Large snail. Uh, the River, 10 o'clock tonight on Sci Fi. Uh, also starting tonight uh, is the return of the fourth series of Nurse Jackie, uh, starring Eddie Falcow, previously of The Sopranos, the wife. That's on Sky Atlantic for those of you that have that at 10.35. I've seen a little of series one and it looks good, but I just haven't had the time to invest in it. But if you know, it's on Wednesday. Is it on Wednesday? Oh no, yeah, that's on Wednesday. Yeah, hold on a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, it's on Wednesday, Luke, at 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock on ITV1. Well, I kept this secret for as long you as I well. could. You did well, yeah, you did well. ECO Banks is back. Now, no. I said this week, it wasn't due to be back. It was due to be back at the early part of 2013. They've moved it forward. And I have to be honest, I really enjoyed the first series of DCO Banks, as yeah. I know my co 
my what is your name your podcast conspirator did as well hi my problem is that um one of the main stars of the series only went and got pregnant in the gap oh, inconvenient I mean, well, now technically this is the second series but of course this is the third batch of shows i think we should say yeah they did but a the tester didn't they with the, with the first episode here is they have to shoehorn in his new sidekick because his yeah. old sidekick going off to have a baby both in program and in real life. Well, that that's right. She was dedicated to the cause of her character so much so that she, yeah, got pregnant well, in the gap. I suppose but... we ought to say the only thing that I can link that to is in the second series of Homeland, Claire Danes is pregnant and they hide it. They technically, they purposely hide her bump uh, so that, you know, it didn't show during, so, you know, ITV could have done that. Why didn't they? I've just I noticed find it. Get... that I've been hiding my bump throughout all these uh, podcasts. Mine's very see. much... Mine's very much out and uh, people can see it. Uh, we're not on webcam, are we? No, good. Uh, so, yes, you can watch that on Wednesday at 9 o'clock. We'll be talking about that next week, I would imagine. That's going to be one that I'm going to watch. They're two-parters. Three two-parters. Uh, There's the DCI three two-parters. And this series, Caroline Katz, who many people recognise from Dot Martin, uh, is joining the cast as DCI Banks is sidekick, taking the place of D.I. Annie Cabot. Shame, but... These yeah. things happen. It does sort of worry me that this will be the. There's a lot of DCI Banks novels out there that they can adapt, and it worries me that this change will mean they may not. But, but we'll the see. Wednesday night, we... though, there's not that much compa- uh, not that much to compete with, really. So no, and know. this is replacing Mrs. Mrs. Was it? Was it not Mrs. Jones? Mrs. Big. Mrs. Biggs. Uh, <laughs> he got there in the end. He got there in the end. Oh, I've done so well this this episode. It's because I'm looking at what's on after that. What we've got is uh, a new BBC One comedy called Mr. and Mrs. Jones, which starts on Friday night at 9.30 after the return of Have I Got News For You, a good and successful lead-in. Uh, who's in this one, Luke? I must admit there's a couple of names in there that I can't remember, but um, uh, there's the woman out of Coupling. The main names are Sarah Alexander of Coupling, Neil Morrissey of Men Behaving Badly and The Line of Duty. Yeah. Um, Robert Sheehan of Misfits and Accused, ah. and partner of Inspector Linley. Um, I hear that Robert Sheehan kind of steals the show, which, to be fair, he didn't accused anyway, so... But to be fair uh, to Robert Sheehan and the comment there, it's not very hard for Robert Sheehan to steal the show. The basic premise is that Mrs. Jones is a 30-odd-something woman who falls in love with Robert Sheehan's character, who is her, best, her son's best friend. Um, so what you're saying honest, is you're not looking out for this one in a big way. No, I think if I think when people see it, they'll know it. The only upside to it, it's it's a non-laughter track uh, sitcom. It doesn't have you know the laughter track yeah. similar to The Office and Outnumbered and things like that. But it's just, Sarah Alexander is I found her interesting in Coupling. I liked her in The Jury last year when she played a more of a serious role. She's playing a rather dopey character that you just think no one would act like that, no one would talk like that, and it kind of spoils it. The premise itself of her falling in love with Robert Sheehan could be interesting. We've all been there. But it just... Not this week. Not not this week, no. Obviously, it's going up against Moonboy as well, which is the last episode of Moonboy, so... Love it! Set your DVRs for that. And also, if you're a a Sky One subscriber, there's a special program after that about the making of Moonboy, which I would heartily recommend. It'll probably be an extra on the DVD, which I'm sure will be out very soon. Uh, So, but uh, it'd be interesting to see how Chris O'Dowd has made this amazing show. 
Uh, and fingers crossed, if it doesn't get a second series, we will riot. Um, also coming up before we next come on to your lug holes uh, is a programme coming to ITV2 which is called Switch, which is an American drama, uh, which is showing on Monday no, it's not. at 10pm. Is it not? Drama. Is it in a UK it's, thing? It's a UK I drama. do apologise. My a information UK was given to me. Former EastEnders star Lacey Turner. This will be her first oh, that one. thing since, since Bedlam. The problem with... Um, switch that I have heard is that ITV were looking for an English version of the Vampire Diaries what they actually ended up with and you'll see when it airs is they ended up with an English version of Sabrina the Teenage Witch which nobody needs in their life <laughs> um, so switch didn't quite turn out to be the, the show they wanted I understand the thing is though 10 o'clock at night probably too late for its demographic I would think probably but also, uh, it'd be interesting to see Go on, yes. Also worth remembering before we, as he says, arrive in your logos again, Saturday, we can rejoice, it's finally coming, the postponed episode of Good Cop. Oh, yeah. Get it. Set those DVRs, do not miss, and before you ask, there is no second series of Good Cop, this is your lot. So if you miss it, the only option is to watch it on iPlayer or get the DVD. So there are two options, but don't miss it. I, I would be very surprised if the BBC didn't keep this on iPlayer for some time and promote it a bit. I mean, I, I, I have seen an advert on BBC One for it saying that it's coming up this Saturday, so it's good to see that they are promoting it, and hopefully they'll kind of, you know, do that. They're putting it in the spot of Match of the Day, because there's no Premiership football this weekend, so maybe they're trying to hope on the fact that the male viewers will turn the telly on for getting that, and go, oh, it's good, I'll watch that instead, I don't know. Uh, but uh, we can only but hope. Now, we need to sort of play out a few messages, and uh, tell you about downloading this podcast, so we'll play that out now, so that you know what you're doing, in advance. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com So there you are. There are your instructions. You can go to thecustardtv.com for all your information uh, to do with TV news and of course you can find our Twitter handles you can find how to vote for us in the European uh, Podcast Awards as well. What uh, well, I'd like to say in the spirit of the, of the those shows that are all back where you vote somebody off I'd like to know did Gary host the show better than I did would you like to see him in control more often? Yes, he did! I don't know where that voice came from. Let me just... I brought the music on a bit early. I'm just going to fade it down. But uh, I, I think... I mean, I'll, I'll start a Twitter poll, and but I won't tell you the results. No, Is that fair? Well, that, that's probably be best for your self-esteem. Uh, yeah. The cast of TV Live, you can catch us every Tuesday, normally from 8, um, but 9 o'clock this week, normally from 8, live across the internet. Thanks so much for listening, and thank you, Gary, for discovering alarms. Uh, uh, yes, uh, listeners, due to a problem with the fact that I can't count, we actually have 50 seconds left. Um... <laughs> This is this is not the normal but, uh, here at the Custard TV. That live. answers my question. Did and Gary have This is bonus material. What I'm saying is that this is bonus material uh, that you can get. Stuff you uh, think this do. is behind the scenes. This is the director's commentary, uh, which if you were listening earlier, you would have heard some fun stuff. Uh, there's there's twenty four three. I'm not just going to count down numbers. What what can we say? <laughs> yeah, just count now. What, 2019, 18, 17. 16. Also coming up on the 16, site, my email 13, with uh, my interview rather with Chris Ramsey. Of new Sunk Quatre Trois Deux 
owns. We're out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.